Storygram Network. The content and products discussed in this program have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, nor are they intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Any decisions made around your health should be discussed with your health practitioner. Welcome to Body Talk Radio. I'm your host, Heather Morgan, Health and Human Potential Master Coach and Edutainment Curator. I started Body Talk over a decade ago in order to achieve my mission of educating and inspiring millions to a healthier way of living. Body Talk Radio is more than just a radio show. It's your gateway to information and education relevant to today's most important health topics. Delivered by top thought leaders, influencers, and world changers in the health and human potential space. If you love great health talk, listen in and join the community. Get educated, get inspired, and become a healthier you. All right, now we are going to switch over to our caller. Hey, Jake, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. Well, wonderful, everybody. We've got Jake Hilbrin on the line today with me. Um, you probably saw some of my marketing out there. Been letting everybody know that we're going to have you on the line with us today. You are, Jake is the author of Off the Beaten Trail. So um, it's this is basically a chronicle of your adventure. Um, do you, well, I want you to tell us. So this is, a, I really wanted people to hear about your story today. So tell me, first of all, how old are you, Jake? Yeah, so I'm 20 years old. And uh, I kind of like to joke that my stories, uh, Eat, Pray, Love meets Into the Wild, but a modern-day version with a happy ending and the young dude version. <laughs> love it. Okay. Eat, pray, yeah. love. I love that. Okay, so cool. So um, you're 20 now, but when did you do this adventure? Take us back. Tell us, first of all, pre-adventure, what was going on, and why did you decide to do it, and how old were you? Yeah, so my journey really started about two and a half years ago, August of 2014, uh, I was just got to Ohio State University for my freshman year of college. I was 17, and I was really excited. Like, kind of everyone was saying, you know, the best four years of your life. And, you know, uh, three days after arriving, uh, I started breaking out, or I woke up covered in hives and rashes, like all over my legs and my arms. And I had no idea why. Um, and day after day, I just kept waking up with these hives and rashes. And mm-hmm. I've always had, like, sensitive skin yeah. and eczema, but this was, like, chronic. Like, it was nothing I'd ever seen before. I had no idea what was causing it. And Question I for you. started seeing... Yeah. Sorry. Question for you. This is just me being the nutritionist asking the question. Had you taken any college vaccines at that time? I don't believe so. I think I was like up to date on all of my vaccines, which okay. I don't know if is necessarily a good or a bad thing. <laughs> but. Okay. Yeah. No, I was just wondering because I know sometimes when kids go to school and they're 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 asked to like do all these vaccines when they go to college, and sometimes there's reactions to that. So I just was thinking anyway. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So I had no vaccines there. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I I was completely stumped. I started seeing doctors, immunologists, dermatologists. I had these pills, creams, tests, and 
none of them knew what was wrong, and they eventually diagnosed me with chronic urticaria, which is basically a, a fancy name for saying chronic hives or your skin is freaking out, and we okay. don't know why. Yep. And during that time, I was I developed severe anxiety. Uh, yeah. I never really knew like what anxiety was. Like I, I was pretty lucky in a sense. Like I didn't really have much of it in my life, and it became yes. this ball that would like roll up my chest and make it yes. difficult to speak and it was like this vicious cycle because the skin would break out and I would feel anxious and I yes. think the anxiety that would yes. lead to more skin break yes. out. So, right. Yeah. It was this vicious cycle and you know the, the blessing in all that which I could not see at the time mm-hmm. but I started to question the why in almost every aspect of my life like yeah. I was like why am I in school I kind of had this almost existential crisis yes and I realized that I was going down a path that I had never even really consciously questioned or chosen myself I was just everyone I knew was going to college it was yeah. kind of just what society said to do and yes I felt like confused and conflicted investing myself physically and mentally, emotionally, financially down this path that I didn't even know, you know, why, why. you were there. Yeah. And I had, al- I've always been a really curious kid and I actually wanted to take like a year off before starting to college to do some traveling. But like I said, like no one, none of my friends or no one where I grew up really did that. It wasn't really an option. So I started playing with this idea that I would maybe take a second, the second semester off and travel. Yes. And so I came home for the for winter break and I my mom who uh she ha- is a dietitian um, yes. out of school and does a lot of like work in health and nutrition yes. from like a holistic approach was like Jake you need to go see a holistic doctor. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, so she brought me to this guy and he was like you should stop first stop eating he did some tests he was like stop eating gluten soy and dairy which yeah. at the time I had no idea could have been exacerbating my skin stuff. Yeah. And so I, I started switching to that diet, which definitely started to help things. Yes. And then I kind of made a decision to come back to school because Ohio State, where I was going, was in the national championship football game. Okay. So I'm still feeling really anxious at this point, but I go back and yes. I don't know if you're familiar with Ohio State football, but it's like the biggest yes. deal in the entire state of Ohio. <laughs> I'm from Indiana. I went to Ball State. Gotcha. So you definitely understand yes. what I'm talking about. I, I do. Mean, it was, and I'm like a California kid, so yeah. I, oh know, yeah, I have to say that. Yeah, none of my friends like would know. They don't get it. Um, but, but when I'm, you're from the Midwest, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. So like you know, scarlet and gray, everyone's covered like this crazy yes. atmosphere, and they win the game, and everyone goes crazy, and it's this madness celebration. And I remember waking up the next morning feeling absolutely miserable Aww. because here I was now in an environment where everyone else seemed to have this love for the school, and I was kind of feeling that way, too, like almost faking it. And I, I realized yeah. I had no desire to be here at yes. all, and I felt really stuck. And wow. um, like severe, like the worst anxiety I've ever felt that day, like I couldn't Aww. even make it to class. And I was that kid who would go to all my 8 a.m. math classes, yeah. you know, going through the snow. Like <laughs> yes. I would, you know, and so for me not to go, and I saw this career counselor who I'd seen a couple times the first semester. Yes. Um, originally to talk about career because I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, but it very quickly turned into therapy where I just sure. like, opened up to her about my yeah. my mental health and my skin. And she, she asked me a few questions. She said, okay, if you do leave school and travel, what is the worst thing that could happen? And when I thought about it, I my mind went to like the most awful places. Like I thought I'd be this beggar on the streets for the rest of my life and that I was just throwing it all away. I'd be this huge failure. 
And when I said my fears aloud to her, I kind of realized that's all they were, were just yes. fears. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's crazy how our minds work. And then she Absolutely. said, okay, you keep thinking about the worst thing. What is the best thing that could happen? Mm. And when she asked me that question, I had this vision of myself traveling and experiencing this different way of life and maybe even writing a book about this journey. And mind you, this was like January of 2015. Okay. And I looked her in the eyes and I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And so I came home yes. three days later. I got my finances back and I just started preparing for this trip and so wow, kind of that's talking so brave. about the skin stuff. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah, it was uh, It was definitely, looking back, the hardest decision that I've ever made because I knew when I said I'm coming home, like I was going to go on this trip. You did. And, and I did, and for me it was, like I didn't want to just go party in some beach spot. Like right. I really wanted to know what it was like to experience a different way of life and I did some research and I got really interested and found an opportunity in Guatemala through this site called Workaway. Have you ever heard of Workaway? I have not. No, but it sounds interesting. It's Yeah, it's a really cool site where it connects hosts and volunteers from like, I think almost every country in the world. And wow. it's kind of like wolfing, but not just for farming. You can do anything. Oh, and I found this, yeah, it's super cool. And I found this guy living in this northern town in Guatemala saying, whatever your skill set, the people of the town need your help. And I thought, perfect. Oh I'm 18. Gosh. I have no professional skills, but I'm willing to make a difference in any way I can. So I yeah. reached out to him and we ended up, you know, making this agreement where I could come and teach English, which they really needed help with and soccer, which I'd played for 14 years of my life. Yes. So, uh, I booked a one way flight that left, uh, in a month. And, uh, that was kind of how that journey was starting. And for me, like I wanted I've always kind of followed the rules and did a good job. And yes. you now I think that helped me in a lot of ways, but I think there also comes a point where we have to tune in and like, listen to that inner voice, which is calling. And we each have a different call. At least that's my belief. And so this call yes. was like telling me, I didn't even know what it meant. <laughs> yes. I just knew that this was what made sense to me. So and it really interestingly enough. So my skin stuff wasn't like all sunshine and rainbows just after changing my diet, it was still going through ups and downs and, I had a pretty bad breakout actually after coming back home, uh-huh. but I made this conscious decision that I was going to travel with or without it, that okay. I wasn't going to let it dictate my life. Yeah. And then like within the first week of getting there, it really started to clear up, wow. which I thought was really interesting. Yes. Um, and you know, now I have all this hindsight and I really believe that the anxiety played a huge role in my skin, oh, like my, yes. my mental health. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, which I'm sure you know, but I mean, to me, this was like completely like I had. Yeah, revelation. Like, I think when in school, and it's crazy because now that I've I've shared my story with so many like thousands of people, and I I cannot tell you the amount of people who said they've had exactly what I had, like the oh yeah the bumps or the hives or the rashes, and absolutely no one like there's no this mind body connection right. Um, like but we're not really taught about that growing up, so no that was interesting to me. Yes, and so, so, so important, and you're just so fortunate that you have the the tools and the insight at such a young age to recognize it and go into it versus, you know, letting it take you down. I mean, obviously, you have great insight for your age, and I think that's super impressive um, and helpful for you. And, and your story can help lots of other kids, too, because as you are aware, I'm sure... 
there are so many kids out there who aren't sure about their path. So many kids out there experiencing anxiety today more than ever and these skin conditions as well. So um, this is this is pretty powerful stuff that you're doing. And, and so let's go back to what you said. You got there. Your skin started to clear up. Yeah, so I made my way to that town, and I actually didn't, I chose not to bring a cell phone, um, partially because, like, I was always comparing myself to people on social media, and I just felt like I needed to get away from it. Amazing. Um, That was, like, yeah, I think that was definitely contributing to the anxiety and everything, so I was like, I'm not, I'm just going to disconnect and connect with people face-to-face. So it it was definitely an adventure. Again, it was like a thirty hour adventure getting to the town and meeting with the guy because the homes there had no addresses and there was like uh. one little Wi Fi cafe. Uh. So I didn't. And I and meanwhile I speak like three words of Spanish. Yeah. So oh my. It, ha- it was an adventure. And you went by yourself. Yeah, I went by myself, and I think all of that, and I include that because part of me, like I felt like as scary as it was a little bit, it was mostly just this fear of the unknown. But, like, yeah. I was so confident in this decision to travel and do it and, like, kind of test myself on this journey. Like, it felt yeah. internally right. And, yes. like, don't get me wrong. it was So you so were guided. Awesome. You were guided to do this. And while there was a little exactly. bit of fear, you were, you were, the confidence was coming through the fact that you've really felt you were guided to this. Exactly. Like, I felt like this was the way I'd wanted to be. If I, if I was going to die in, how, you know, yep. months, this is, like, what I would have wanted to be doing. Awesome. So, awesome. So yeah, so I get to this town and actually a couple of days after I get there, we head out off because it was Semana Santa, which was like a holy, one of the holiest holidays in Guatemala. Oh. So we had the week off from school and we spent a week trekking through the jungle, um, exploring the ancient Mayan ruins of like El Mirador, which is one of like the largest Aztec uh, Mayan civilizations in history, which Amazing. was really cool. Yeah, and then just getting back, um, I lived in this town. I lived in this, like, small shack next to this family, and they had three kids in their young 20s, and they became my family, and I would eat all my meals with them. And um, just teaching in the school, like, that was, like, one of the scariest things for me because I was like, who am I to teach? I don't even know their language, really. (laughs) Um, And it was so interesting to see, like, how excited they were to learn English, but also the difficult. I have so much respect for any teachers because yeah. <laughs> to get kids to like really focus and put in the work is not easy. Right. So it forced my creativity to like include dance and games, which they loved. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, so just, but being in the town was so interesting because like it was my first time being removed from the culture that I'm in where it's like you work hard and you don't really question and you're, you're on this race. It, mm. it feels like at least at times for me, it felt like I was on this race and in this town, like people lived day to day. They yes. weren't always thinking about things a week in advance. They were just embracing the moment more. And for me to experience that as opposed to what I was used to was just so amazing and getting to spend a couple hours a day, like reading really interesting books in this hammock and then getting to have conversations with my Guatemalan mom and then get to go to yeah. school and have, talk with travelers from Belgium and the Netherlands and Germany like it was this whole education in and of itself so so when you say that you you went to school and you got to speak with travelers was there a school that you were attending as well oh no so but I'm where I was volunteering um there was like five or six other volunteers okay living in that house so it was like a shack where we all lived next door to the family gotcha okay that yeah, were also so in return uh-huh. in return for uh 
for teaching English and volunteering in the community, we would we would have free places Meals. to stay and you know, it wasn't the Ritz Carlton or anything. Yeah, no, but that's good. You know, that's, it's good yeah, that which it was exactly was what I wanted. Yes. Um, and then but the best part was just being with the family and like having that tie to the local community and yes. I would play soccer with a local so it was cool because I would live with these volunteers from all over the world. But other than us, like five or six of us, no one in this town spoke English. So it was kind of this need to learn Spanish. And I took lessons with one of the locals. And yes. by three or four weeks in of diving into it, like I spoke a lot more Spanish than I learned in my three years in high school, <laughs> which That's I had awesome. totally forgot by that point. <laughs> so tell me, Jake, I mean, it was, again, I just think this was such a brave and bold thing that you did. And you went without a cell phone. That is incredible. And the other volunteers that were there, did they have cell phones? Yeah, most of them did. Uh-huh. And as you travel, there are definitely, like, even in a place like Guatemala, like, there's still tons of spots with Wi-Fi. Yeah. So, like, it wasn't hard for me to, you know, go into yeah. the computer and email my parents, but sure. a lot of them did. Okay, and then, now, what about, you mentioned that your host family had kids that were around your age in their early 20s. Did they have cell phones and use them? Yeah, they did. They didn't okay. necessarily have, uh, none of them had, like, iPhones or smartphones. Yeah, so they, they weren't, little, like... They weren't like a, a. They weren't addicted to their phones the way we are here. Yeah, exactly. Because also they're. Um, I mean, certain phone packages, but in this town, like there's basically one little Wi-Fi cafe. So if you weren't in the cafe, you couldn't really. Yeah, be get on the your, reception or whatever. Like there was no point really okay. to it. That's so beautiful. That is right. Right there is a reason to go. I think. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's so, I mean, uh, people are just so addicted to their, to their, so, okay, so you're there, you're volunteering, and you're teaching, and then tell me, what else did you do as part of this journey? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I could speak for 10 hours, but I'll just talk <laughs> about one or two of the other highlights. Um, So, one of the really cool experiences I had was when I went to Nicaragua, um, I spent two weeks living on this spiritual community uh, on this island called Ometepe Island. Okay. And I'd heard about this from a friend I met. She was like, yeah, there's a, they, they cook all or they grow all their own food and mm. it's like a complete self-sustaining, like they live off solar panels. They're completely oh off the grid. Oh, that's right. So I was, yeah. And so I get here and like I'd never, and I'd started reading books about meditation, like learning about it from some of these travelers and yeah. like mindfulness was kind of intriguing to me. Mm. And this was the community where things be- went from like, oh, this is, I'm interested to like, wow, the effects on my life. Yes. Um, That's huge So right I get there. there. Yeah. And so every morning at 530, we'd wake up and we'd go to the ashram, which is like overlooking this volcano. I mean, it was one of the most beautiful places I've ever oh. been. And there would be a different type of meditation. And so, for my understanding of meditation, was like kind of a monk in an orange robe sitting on the Himalayas. But <laughs> they, like they show me, like there's different forms of meditation. And, oh, yeah. and so one of the we did a lot of like powerful breath exercises. Incredible. Which were completely like transfer. Like I had some crazy realizations from doing this breath oh, work. Oh yeah. Kind of definitely for me, it it helped me kind of have a deeper connection with myself and like understand who I am in a weird way like through the breath and like there's this thing called quantum light breath or transformative breathing is essentially what it is Uh I don't know if you've ever heard of that like Judith Kravitz teaches it for sure yep yeah so I didn't know of course what that was it's funny my uh, mentor back home he he teaches that now but like at the time I, I didn't know what it is but one of the days I get like my arms lock up in my chest 
in this thing called tetany, which is basically mm-hmm. I was hyperventilating from this breath. Yes, from the breathing. This breath work, but it was intentional. But like mm-hmm. I kind of like opened my eyes at one point, kind of went back into or got out of the meditation. It was like, I can't move my arms. <laughs> it was really freaky because uh-huh. um, my muscles were essentially cramped and it took yeah. like 20 minutes for me to slow down and finally feel yeah. my fingers tingling. flowing. But that breath. whole experience, like the way I interpreted it, well, like made me face kind of some of the insecurities I had. And, mm-hmm. um, and so like I found that my whole experience in that two weeks there, learning about that and pra- like practicing yoga, which was every afternoon, but just the whole way they lived from like, eating breakfast in silence to like set your intention for the day and mm-hmm. eating all healthy grown food, um, like tons of fruits and veggies. It was just the way of life was so amazing to me. That, it was something I'd never experienced before. Okay. So what you just said there, that the way of life with, you know, the way they take their meals, how, how they source their food, all of that. I want to talk about that when we come back from the break. So I have to take a quick break. And, and Jake, if you'll just hang tight right where you're at, um, we're going to go to break. And then after the break, let's pick up right there because I want to dig in a little bit more about their way of life and, um, and how that obviously impacted you. And then, and then we'll go on from there. So if you don't mind, just hang on for one second. All right, everyone, we are back. You're listening to Body Talk Radio. I'm Heather Morgan, Nutrition Healthy Living Coach, joined today by Jake Hilbrin. He's the author of Off the Beaten Trail, um, a young man's soul-searching journey through Central America. Jake, I am so glad you're here with me today sharing your story. It's inspirational and I think can have a profound impact on others. Um, Because, again, I just want to circle back to the fact that I firmly believe there are so many young, kids today who are just feeling a little lost you know I just you weren't alone in that and there I don't know why I can't explain why I feel like there's a lot of pressures in our high-paced high-stress you know world today more than ever and and I feel like you know kids are just kind of getting a little a little lost a lot of people don't reach the place where you were until they're older some people hit that in their 30s you know some people get to their 30 after they've done college and and their first career and whatnot and say what am i doing so i think you're lucky in that you were guided just a little bit earlier along your journey yeah and it's funny i I, like i might have mentioned earlier was that the skin condition for me um, was almost like a blessing in disguise because yes. it made me face a lot of these tough questions that maybe I wouldn't have had to ask myself or yeah. it kind of, I couldn't escape it because it was yes. literally um, on my, uh, what's, what's that phrase? It's like, um, I literally did not feel comfortable in my own skin. <laughs> oh, right. So, yeah. And so it yeah. was making you say, why is this happening? Like what's going on? And you really had to dig down and figure that out before anything else. Yeah, exactly. That's incredible. So your book, though, which is incredible, by the way, um, I do think that this is a great book. Not, I mean, I, I keep focusing on the young generation because I have a 16 and a half year old boy myself who's, you know, kind of right there with you. You know, he's kind of trying to figure it all out right now. So he'll definitely be reading it. But who is this book for? Well, it's funny you said that because I've had everyone from 65-year-old mothers tell me that the book was really touched their heart to yes. uh, a 17-year-old high school kid tell me that 
it inspired him to like go after yes. um, a major in college that he was really excited about instead of the one that he felt like he had to his, do. Like he had to go after. So it really, I think, has uh, a wide range in the ages. I think, especially for a young person who kind of is at the point who yes. is more open to the idea of exploring different paths mm-hmm. or maybe is confused or at this, you know, path or fork in the road, I think it can be really helpful. But just, I mean, and also from a sense of enjoyment, it is like an adventure story, kind of like yeah. into the wild. But totally. I think, and it's funny, I, I just had the opportunity to give a TEDx talk, and awesome. it was kids under like 23, I think, for Perfect. an adult audience. And so I wow. think actually a lot of, like, when I think about my message, and I speak at a lot of schools and colleges, but it actually, I, I've found that a lot of times it really clicks with the parents, because... Of course, as a parent, like, you want the best for your child, and a lot of times there's, like, a disconnect between kids and our parents. I mean, many for obvious reasons, because we're kids and we want to rebel and all these other things, but at the same time, there's that communication, and so for a parent to understand, like, what some of the things that are common, commonly felt in my generation, like this literally social media phone addiction um, and the pressures that you feel in school because of it and some of this anxiety... Like, this is something, it's, it's literally an epidemic. I think it's one in yes. four teenagers experiences anxiety. It's the most common mental health diagnosis on the college campus. I so agree. Like the, the statistics are insane. So I think for a parent to understand, yes, like, the book can definitely show some of the inner struggles that kids are facing today, which are not, unfortunately, talked about enough because I think I agree. when you acknowledge it and then speak about it and let because I felt alone, like, when I was going through this, I I hid it from everyone one thing. Like you yeah. would have thought I was this happy kid if you went on my Instagram. Yeah. But but I didn't know that like literally millions of other kids were feeling the way I did. Like millions. And so for me to just know that when I came home learning about it, I was like, well I have to share this because like there's clearly other kids who are going through this and if they can yes. know that they're not alone then I think that's like one of the biggest things that just as humans as we go mm-hmm. through life to know that you're not alone and what you're feeling. Honestly, especially teenagers, because they all feel that they're alone. Even, you know, like from, even as a, if a parent tells their child you're not alone, teenagers feel that way, especially if it's their own parent telling them. Um, but I think what's different and unique with your situation is that you actually felt compelled. You felt guided to do this so strongly that your body was breaking out in hives. And, you know, and you just, you were sensitive to the fact that you were on the wrong path. And your body spoke yeah. spoke to you in a big way, and you know, fortunately, you were able to, you know, because here's the thing: what happens with a lot of kids nowadays is they start breaking out into hives and having anxiety. They don't they don't listen to the calling. Instead, they get on pharmaceutical drugs. Yeah, it's so sad. Can you imagine if you would have done that? Like, can you imagine if you would have gone the path, stayed where you were, gotten on anti-anxiety medications and this and that? I mean, how differently your life would be right now. So I think a good message to these young kids is really just get quiet with yourself. Open up your mind and your heart and listen to what, 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 what you're being called to do. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's where mindfulness can play such a key role because... And I like that word because it, it's like an umbrella. Like there's so many different forms, whether that's like yoga, surfing, meditation. Yeah, walking um, and nature. Way to like, 
Yes. Yeah, I agree. Just the silence because it's kind of not common. I think it's becoming more accepted in our culture. Yeah. Um, but I think part of the reason going abroad for me was so helpful was that it allowed me to kind of accept that way of life, I think, more easily because I wasn't influenced as much by the the Western culture that I kind of like yeah. it was like I was in yes. other location, so I was more open to trying it, I guess. Maybe, yes, maybe that's that correct. No, it does. It absolutely does. You were definitely open to that. Um, now, quick question for you. Prior to all this, were you were you one of those kids that did a lot of video games or not as much or what? Um, I, I played a little bit. I, I don't think I was like addicted or anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. That's interesting. No, I just, I asked because we talked about the cell phones and, you know, how all these kids are just so, so um, connected to that. So I think maybe you were just, you were a little more open because maybe you weren't um, so wrapped up in that, which as so many, so many teenagers are. Um, Okay, I love it. Well, this is, this is great. Can you tell us how people can get your book? Because again, this book is, I think this book really, everybody should have it because, they can read the story and then, you know, especially for teenagers in their lives, it can be a source of inspiration or just to help guide people where they, you know, if, if they're, if they're struggling, it's a great way to, instead of, you know, having a talk or going to therapy, read the book and kind of get some ideas and thoughts about how you might be able to soul search a little bit. Yeah. Thank you so much. And of course it's, it's on Amazon, but Kindle and print book, and it's called Off the Beaten Trail, A Young Man's Soul-Searching Journey Through Central America, and you could search that or my name, Jake Heilbrunn, and that's H-E-I-L-B-R-U-N-N, and that name, Jake Heilbrunn, is also where you could get the book at jakeheilbrunn.com or any social media, it's all the same. Okay, that's so awesome. Um, fantastic. So you, you were highlighting a little bit about that two-week spiritual you know experience that you had um tell us just a little bit more about the highlights of your journey that you know kind of stand out to you that really had an impact on the book or and also to just give me a little more flavor about how is the book written like is it written in the first person like did you really go into a lot of detail about how you were feeling or is it more sort of storytelling yeah, so I would say it's a mix of both. And uh-huh. the reasons, um, it was actually a family friend. She's a writer for a magazine. She told me that I needed to read the book Eat, Pray, Love, and Wild yeah. um, because she was reading it in a manuscript because she said this is like the young dude version of these, the way it's written, yeah. and how it's told, and Great. also kind of like the going off the path, I guess you could say. Um, so, yeah, it's a memoir where I, it literally starts with me, like I talked here three days after getting to college, the inner struggle, questioning, and then everything after taking the leap of faith and then just my journey traveling. So yeah. you're almost like there with me. Uh-huh. Um, awesome. Yeah. So are there any surprises in the book? I mean, like, did you come upon any, like, snakes or in the <laughs> in the jungle? I mean, were there any, like, threats to your life or anything like that? Yeah, there definitely were a lot. Of, I mean, because I was gone for four months, and it literally felt like four years because yeah. every day was so new. But there was everything from... Yeah, so I, I got really sick in the jungle um, oh. to the point where I thought I was going to die. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like I, I, it was one of the worst nights of my life in the jungle. I had a snake slither over my foot, actually, at one oh. point. Oh, my gosh. Um, but it wasn't like a poisonous one, so that was okay. And then w- there were definitely a little bit of scares. Like, I mean, one night, and I do talk about this in the book, like in the town. I mean, we were the only 
white foreigners. So yeah. like, we definitely, we weren't like shining objects out or whatever, but people knew that we were there. And so one night, like two in the morning, this guy like came in our shack and I remember like kind of being a little dazed, like not knowing totally yeah. what was going on. Yeah. And they stole some stuff and like we chased after him and we oh, ended yeah. up not finding him. But so there was a couple little scares here and there, but yeah. that wasn't like even that, like I didn't feel like my life was endangered. It was just a little spooky, I guess. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I'm sure, uh, just I'm thinking for, as a mother, right? As a mother's perspective, it must be hard to let your teenage son go down to South America and be on his own and find his way, especially without a phone. I mean, hats off to your mom, because I don't know how how I how I would be able, how I would deal with that. It would be very challenging to let my son go down there, but yet you just, at some point, you just have to, right? Yeah, well, I, I definitely am lucky in the sense that she and both my dad like really trusted me and my my decision. Yes. Like, and definitely a little bit more of like the free, lenient style of parenting. Yeah. Um, or else, I mean, how else would that that, that work? But I, yeah. I did try and check in with them like once a week. Good. And the only time, actually, I think my mom was a little scared was I was living on this uh, raw food permaculture farm in Costa Rica for yes. two weeks. Okay. And this is actually where my skin healed tremendously, living on only raw foods, which was like I had some acne scars. and Wow. And really, like, it was crazy. And in just two weeks, too, like after the first week was when I started to notice the changes. But there was like a lightning storm and like our Wi-Fi, there was Wi-Fi in this home, so the Wi-Fi went out. And so I didn't yeah. talk to my mom for like a week because I didn't. Yes. I should have just went to the town. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> So I made an effort to try and to stay in touch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, you know, it's 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 about bravery and about being guided and trusting and all of those things that just become, you know, so, so real for you. Um, but, you know, just to kind of uh, wrap up, we only have a couple more minutes, but um, post-trip, coming back, who are you and where are you going? <laughs> I love that question. <laughs> so I'm Jake Heilbrun still, and I'm just a really passionate, curious person who loves learning about other people and storytelling and, and sharing, I guess, what I've been through, if that can help other people. So mm-hmm. I kind of came home and then spent 16 months on this mission to to write this book. I didn't know the slightest thing about writing books or reaching influencers or public speaking, and then uh, but I, I felt really determined to start doing and get this message out to the world. So then I published the book. I've been doing speaking. Um, and, yeah, just c- continuing to do that and learn and travel. I'm going to Israel, actually, in a month where I'll be interning with a company there, doing a lot of writing and traveling. So just continuing on this journey of, of learning and Aww. self-discovery and exploring different cultures, yeah. That's incredible. So it sounds like you are passionate about travel and writing still is that sort of the path that you're still going down is like you realize this is this is something that you can you love the writing and the travel or is it just this is just the next step and who knows where yeah no i mean it's a great question i think a little bit of both i mean when i've i've done a lot of like writing about or just like exercises discovering like what makes me tick and and i think it comes down to one kind of like storytelling and articulating words um, or like ideas into words, whether that's through writing or Mm -hmm. speaking. Like I absolutely love doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, Two is just like 
connection with people. I love mm-hmm. just hanging out with people and learning. And that's, that's awesome. I think travel is like the best way to just learn from other people. It's just yes. to meet people from all walks of life. So those two things, however they manifest in a career sense, I awesome. just have faith that doing yes. those two things is what brings me a lot of joy and hopefully can can make an impact in other people as a result. That's awesome. How liberating is that to know that you don't have to know? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Super, super cool. You'll find your way. Your journey is just getting started, and um, you'll continue along your journey, and I'm sure you'll continue to impact um, lots and lots of people. So I really want to thank you, Jake, for being on my show today and uh, bringing your story and sharing your journey. And um, Jake Heilbrunn, uh, the author of Off the Beaten Trail, which is on Amazon, everybody. If you have a teenager, know a teenager, know anybody that, you know, again, you know, I love Eat, Pray, Love. You talked about this is Eat, Pray, Love and In the Wild or The Wild. Is that what it's called? Um, kind yeah. Of, <laughs> kind of a combo of both. So how can you, this book's going to be a winner no matter what. And it is. So everybody, make sure you go on to Amazon and get the book. And um, also, I have it posted on my Facebook page, everybody, at Body Talk Radio on Facebook. The link is there. So um, definitely get the book. Support Jake in his uh, soul-searching journey. And um, we would love to hear back from you again. I know you're going to do other great things, so will you definitely stay in touch? Oh, of course, Heather. Of course. Okay, awesome. All right, Jake. Well, thanks again for being part of our community today, and best of luck to you. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. Well, we are wrapping it up for today. So thanks so much. I'll see you back here next week, Tuesday at 2. Everybody have a happy and healthy week. Bye-bye.